Introducing Jolly's Pharmacy. Brand new website www.jolly's.dm. It's your time to jump the line. Shop now at jolly's.dm and have your items delivered in the comfort of your office. No more standing in line. No need to use your lunch hour to shop. Hassle free shopping. Safe and secure. Jolly's.dm features rush delivery. One hour. In store pickup. Regular delivery. 5 p.m. Cut off time. 4 p.m. It's your time to jump the line. Visit the sign. www.jolly's.dm. Jolly's Pharmacy. Leading the way in healthcare. In healthcare. In healthcare. Good morning, good morning, Dominica, and good morning to the listeners of Q95. It is another amazing Wednesday, a very hot Wednesday, and we are here with you as usual for Jolly's Health Vibes. Jacintha, good morning. Good morning to you, Chibri. <laughs> I would say this morning. <laughs> and good morning to our listeners. You know, it's always a pleasure being here. It's a beautiful Wednesday morning. I'm not sure if you've been following the weather report, mm. but as far as I heard, I think since Monday, they are monitoring a system. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's hope, hopefully, you know, we are in the safe zone mm-hmm. because I think whenever we hear of some system approaching or possibility of it developing, then we are, our radars are up, mm-hmm, <laughs> you, know? Mm-hmm. you know, remembering, you know, just what, five years already. Right. Yes, of, of um, Hurricane Maria. So, you know, it's just a, a matter of staying in tuned and um, being informed correctly. Yes, yes. <laughs> it is the hurricane season, of course. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, this, this season is a very anxiety driving one for many people so we are in the peak right now of the hurricane season the date that's the peak date is september 10th but we are right in that little range you know Mm -hmm. it's the last day of august we are entering the month of september tomorrow and as all dominicans and people living in the caribbean in general would know that this is a very active time Mm -hmm. um you know for the for the atlantic ocean (laughs) a lot of a lot of systems seem to come around at this time so it's always important to just remain vigilant keep uh you know tuned in just in as you said to to weather reports and to make sure you're prepared for the eventuality of any possible system we we know as dominicans how much can change in so little time with a system so whereas we are very (laughs) hype and we're excited the independent season is coming around everybody is planning for the festivities we still have to be aware of the hurricane season and be prepared so i mean and i'm speaking to myself as well as to the listening public <laughs> of health vibes you know say, say put a little money aside for for preparing for storms you know what i mean buy that bottled water and the the, the canned or, or or the goods that won't perish easily that you have a little supply of food you're as somebody mentioned <laughs> on a on a on a post that i saw your babalen your your candles <laughs> your you know your lamps make sure you have you know if you have a solar um charger for your phone or something that you have that charged up you you want to take those steps make sure that you are trimming any overhanging branches around your property anything that could be a missile during a storm just follow the general guidelines that are always given for storm preparation and don't you know don't neglect to do those things because 
you you're so busy planning for hmm. something else you know so <laughs> so when you you buy the the wcmf tickets <laughs> if you haven't done so already you know put a little put a little aside for for preparing for those for those storms the cricks and the <laughs> oh yes the cricks and the bottled water make sure you have those <laughs> right i mean it's, it's so true and unfortunately we are a last minute people i'm going to just oh yes we are it as we it are. is we are. And um, the pharmacies and the supermarkets oh. feel mm -hmm. the, the pressure, you mm -hmm. know, around the, those times. But um, like you said, you know, now is the time. At least you don't have to buy in bulk. But as mm -hmm. time goes, right. you know, you put aside this. You put aside that, you know, the most important um, items. And thankfully, you know, at Jolly's Pharmacy, for the companies especially, mm -hmm. we do put together first aid um, kits. Pack right, kits and packages. Um, so you can just come in or call in mm -hmm. and request, you know, a first aid um, kit and we can put it together for you. Or um, if you already <clears throat> choose, you know, your items or we have available, so you can just have a look and say, okay, this, this is um, equipped enough for either my home or my company and just purchase one time. Right. So that's another option. Yes, available. that's another important part of preparedness, you know, yes. having those first aid kits or supplies, you know, in the eventuality of any, you know, minor injury that you may sustain in the passing of a storm. And also, just in for, as you mentioned, the strain on the pharmacies, also having your medication, your prescription medication, you know, at least a, a supply of that. At least a month, a month extra, supply. if you yes. are able to. Yes. Yes, so not, you know, after storm or, or you know right before storm you're like oh my god i don't have any medication and this is medication that maybe is keeping you alive you oh, know right so make sure you have your your medication in at least a one month supply it is the hurricane season you never know how things are going to switch up we pray we continuously pray for us to not you know be faced with any major storm i think as i said all of us are very anxious anytime we hear about storms but um it always is necessary to stay prepared that's it correct <laughs> yes so this morning we have a very packed show for you we are we are expecting carlton langdo mr langdo will be joining us in studio briefly but we have a very packed agenda we're going to speak about a lot of things that are currently impacting dominicans and we have three well two very current topics um to address and one topic that impacts everybody all the time and we'll be talking a little bit about um our our sex organs and how they age we're going to be talking about that in the the last segment of the show but we will take a break and when we come back we will head straight into our breaking news pressing issues <laughs> that we have lined up for this morning so so stay tuned we'll be right back Introducing Jolly's Pharmacy, brand new website, www.jollies.dm. It's your time to jump the line, shop now at jollies.dm and have your items delivered in the comfort of your office. No more standing in line, no need to use your lunch hour to shop. Hassle free shopping, safe and secure. Jollies.dm features rush delivery, one hour, in store pickup, regular delivery, 5 pm, cut off time, 4 pm. It's your time to jump the line, visit the line, www.jollies.dm. Jolly's Pharmacy, leading the way in healthcare. In healthcare. In healthcare.
Oh, say health cannot have vibes. Well, Jolly's Pharmacy is proving you otherwise. With health vibes. Every Wednesday morning on Q95 from 10 a.m. to 11.30. Health vibes. Education, information, and a bit of humor. And not forgetting lots of vibes. Hosted by Carlton Lando with co-host Jacinta Fagan Defo and Trudy Christian. Jolly's Pharmacy is bringing health and vibes together every Wednesday. So be sure to tune in. Pharmacy leading the way in healthcare. Yes, so we are back. We are back with you. This is Jolly's Health Vibes, as usual, bringing you topics of interest about health and wellness. Always want to, you know, keep people informed and engaged in topics of health and wellness. This morning, we, we want to talk about something that maybe some people have been aware of recently but maybe some people have not heard of yet and it is the the occurrence or or maybe i would say i I want to say an outbreak um i don't know if that is appropriate but an increased number of cases Mm -hmm. that we're seeing of hand foot and mouth disease and it seems like such a strange name hand foot and mouth disease something that is particularly that particularly affects children and young children. And of course, this is of concern because school is reopening next week. Mm -hmm. Of course, everybody is busy preparing for the reopening of school. All those school supplies are being purchased. But what about the health of the the children? So just in for hand, foot and mouth disease, another, another, you know, people will say, boy, another thing again, (laughs) another disease again. What is that one? (laughs) Okay, before I go into the hand, foot, and mouth disease, Mm -hmm. you you hit the nail right on its head. Mm -hmm. Many parents are preparing um, their children for school, whether it's um, getting their books, their uniform, shoes, and so forth. And then many parents also come in to ask for supplements. Mm -hmm. And it's very important because I know certain um, institutions have put in certain rules mm-hmm. so for example trying to stay stay away from soda drinks mm-hmm. and more natural fruit juices and i guess they're trying to reduce on on um on um the type of sugar sugar yes you know and the amount of sugar that the children um consume and that just means they are um, more aware of the complications and the possibility of of um childhood obesity and the increased numbers of children you know acquiring diabetes and the number of them who are also on the verge of being obese as well and suffering from other complications so um kudos to the different schools who have implemented certain um, regulations to safeguard the health of their children as well. In terms of supplements, we do have a wide range of supplements um, available at Jolly's Pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Um, some specific to brain health. I mean, I know everyone will be, okay, well, we want our children to be as focused, mm-hmm. to be able to <laughs> concentrate. They want their, their children to be the brightest of the brightest. Um, but it, it should not be concentrated solely on supplements. Um, I believe that um, adequate 
brain um, stimulation is important. And when I say adequate brain stimulation, I mean um, parents' involvement, the children mm -hmm. on their own, um, if they are old enough to be able to um, practice on their own and not only relying on the prompting from their parents or from the school. And also um, having technology at the, the tips of their finger, using that as well to partake in activities that, you know, give them that extra stimulation, brain stimulation. Their diet mm -hmm. is also important. Um, partaking in other curricular activities because yes, you want to ensure that they do very well academically, but not every child is academically inclined. Mm -hmm. And so the extracurricular activities do play a part in um, children being well-rounders. And I'm sure Trudy, you know, as, mm -hmm. a, as a teacher as well, can see that as well, mm -hmm. you know? So I just wanted to, you know, um, slide that into our mm -hmm. show um, that the health of the of the children are important, but involvement um, is also vital. So hand, foot, and mouth disease. Mm -hmm. So yes, we have been seeing a few cases of um, children particularly coming in um, presenting symptoms of this condition. So what exactly is it? So it is a mild contagious viral infection and uh, it is uh, more commonly seen in children particularly of the ages of uh, five to seven mm -hmm. um, adolescents and adults they can uh, get infected but it is more commonly seen in children okay so um, uh, you would maybe asking okay so how would I know if my child is suffering from that yes what are the what what are you looking for what am what are we looking for uh -huh. okay so um as the name states mm -hmm. it's a hand foot and mouth disease mm -hmm. which means the uh, symptoms in those areas would be um the dominating um areas of, fo of, of focus okay so um, fever is one of the um, first presenting symptoms. Mm -hmm. um, the child may complain of not feeling well. They may lose appetite as well. Um, they, they, you may see some blisters inside their mouth, mm -hmm. um, their tongue, their gum area around the mouth um, cavity as well, the oral cavity. Um, on the, the basis of their hands as well, mm -hmm. you will see some blisters, some sores arising, mm -hmm. and their feet as well. I mean, those are not the only areas on the body that they can um, present, but those are the most common areas. Um, even the buttocks area ah, okay. as well, you know, can be... Um, areas where you see those blisters coming about. Um, normally, if a child is infected uh, uh, within three to six days, you may see those physical symptoms mm -hmm. um, coming about. And um, especially when the, the blisters are fresh, then they are most, they, they are the highest um, contagious um, okay. rates. Right. So are we talking about something that's very contagious? Well, it's, it can be, especially okay. when, when those um, blisters arise and, um, of course, skin-to-skin -skin contact mm -hmm. um, will make it uh, more prevalent and, and increase the rates of spreading. Um, you may ask, so how do I um, control it, especially if, if you're in a family? I mean, parents have to take care of the children still. Um, it's, it's, it would be a bit difficult, but if 
you do have uh, other children, especially around the same age, then isolation is a possible um, option okay. as much as possible. Um, proper hygiene um, is also warranted um, because, you know, we've dealing with the children, cleaning them up, bathing them. I mean, you also stand a chance, you know, as adults and with other children. Um, surrounding them. Mm -hmm. um, daycare centers, you know, you see a higher rate of, of other children acquiring that condition because as you can imagine, you know, the playing with each other, yeah, um, the right, they, they, they also, go ahead. Yeah, no, because it's <laughs> transmitted for physical contact and we know, you know, little kids, they're playing, they're touching each other, they have no sort of, you know, boundaries right. as, as, as that is concerned. So of yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're more inquisitive. So, right. right. So they're, they're the contact with each other mm -hmm. and also placing their hands in their mouth Ah, yes. you know can, can also increase um, the risk of, of spreading you know so that's something of concern so again we want to urge um, daycare um, um, personnel those who are in charge um, parents who you know have a, a keen um, interest in the physical outlook of the, their children um, if they complain of not feeling well and you realize that you know you see a trend in the blisters then mm -hmm. you know take heed um, of course, visit your primary care um, outlet. Uh, you can, if you come to the pharmacy, I mean, we will have a look, mm -hmm. you know, and um, say, okay, it, it may be that that your children is experiencing, and so you need to see the doctor. Okay. Um, in terms of, uh, um, are they still able to infect others even after the blisters have uh, have um, cured or dried up? Yes, the possibility is lower then. Mm -hmm. But um, they can still spread the condition from one person to the to the next, even after the blisters have um, dried up. Have dried up. Okay. Um, treatment that's available. I mean, they go based on uh, um, symptoms. So, okay. for example, if the child is experiencing fever and pain, um, doctors may prescribe um, <clears throat> Tylenol, um, acetophenol acetaminophen, paracetamol, mm -hmm. um, they may give an antihistamine of some sort, you know, to help to the soothe the itching. Mm -hmm. um, um, hydration is one of the, the areas that we want to stress on. Um, because it's a viral infection, of course it affects your immune system, and um, the child may have some type of diarrhea, vomiting, and those symptoms may, of course, deplete the child or anyone of of essential electrolytes mm -hmm. so staying hydrated is very important so lots of water um coconut water and um also monitoring you know the children for any forms of dehydration dry mouth um as well as one of the signs of of dehydration right. you know so Again, it's it's something that I want to scare you, you know, mm -hmm. but just you raise your awareness that it is around. Um, so, but the main one of the main symptoms would be um, the blisters around the mouth area, inside um, the hands, the feet. So, just something to look out for. Right, right, definitely, and something you know that if if parents are aware of, mm -hmm. maybe the spread can be curbed a bit because we're talking about something that affects young children mm -hmm. predominantly. Mostly, right. Yes. Yes, we're talking about something that is contagious based on it is it, it is the spread is touch 
physical touch. And so people need to be aware so that they can help to stop. So what then do we suggest uh, to help stop the spread of hand, foot, and mouth disease? So if there are people who are infected, apart from isolation, are we speaking of anything in terms of hygiene? Are we speaking about, what are we speaking about to help prevent the spread? Okay, so I will say it in, in a few points. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, sometimes, especially for adults, you may not see the blisters. Mm. So it can be asymptomatic as ah, well. Okay. So it can be a bit tricky. I mean, similarly to the COVID virus, you know, mm-hmm. you may not have the cough, you know, have the fever, um, but then you will just go and get a random test mm-hmm. and you get a positive res- um, result. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the hand, foot, and mouth disease, with asymptomatic people, it's a bit tricky. But in terms of prevention, we are stressing on proper hygiene. We cannot stress that enough. Okay. For the children who are able to, I mean, understand, um, you know, parents' advice and, you know, um, responsibility of the parents and caretakers is to you know talk to them in child language. Like language, I'm not a parent myself, but mm-hmm. I mean there are ways of showing the children you know how long to wash their hands for. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can do the the motion, mm-hmm. you know, showing them you know to avoid putting their hands in their mouth as mm-hmm. as um as much as you can and you know try and just I mean talking to them they will listen and I mean they they follow what they see as well. Um, so that that's one of the main areas. So proper hygiene, um, being very aware of the children around, um, the people around, where the children are playing, mm-hmm. who they are playing with. Um, certain things you cannot really prevent, mm-hmm. you know. But again, just being, you know, cognizant of 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 the possibility, you know, of of children being children, and you know they may not follow proper hygiene. Pro- practices as we as adults know better so right that's the main thing okay so you know essentially we're coming back to you know some of the same guidelines that we would have tried to enforce at schools particularly um for the 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 prevention of spread of covid19 so we're talking about proper hand washing we're talking about you know hygienic practices making sure that there is not a lot of contact that hand to mouth kind of contact just just you know those general guidelines so it's not a new set of rules it's just you know heightened awareness that this is something that does that does impact children predominantly and we should just be aware and try to make sure that we we follow those necessary guidelines to curb the spread so hand foot and mouth disease something impacting um impacting us something that we would wish not to blow up too big, you know, to, to just, you know, stay at very low levels as it currently is, but something to be aware of. So going forward, September is on us, upon us. Tomorrow is the 1st of September. And with that comes the reopening of school. Mm -hmm. Some people may be dreading the reopening of school. Some people may be excited about the reopening of school. But wherever you fall in that spectrum, (laughs) you know, it's always necessary to think of the health risks or the health conditions, which also are spread at schools or can be spread at schools so that is something to very to to pay attention to, pay. to as well yes there's something sorry to cut you off short but uh-huh. there's something else that i want to um, make sure our listeners 
are um, aware of there is another condition called a foot and mouth disease mm-hmm. that's different that, right mm-hmm. so that is very different is mostly um, found on animal farms animal, yes. and um, so it is not to be confused yes. with hand foot and mouth disease yes um, I have another concern um, mm-hmm. many parents come in to ask for a washout ah. <laughs> either for themselves and for, for the children. children okay and I believe many people have that misconception when it comes to a washout and a laxative. Ah, uh, okay. Um, with a, a laxative, um, it's, it's, as I said, it, it increases um, the mobility of your, your, um, your digestive system and your ability to move your bowel. And uh, unfortunately, many people have difficulty moving their bowels. Mm-hmm. And so we have a wide range of products available, either in liquid form or tablet form, to help ease, you know, that that tension or that inability to move your your bowel. Mm-hmm. But when someone comes in to ask for a washout, they may just pick up one of the the products because we we do have on our OTC um, aisles and um, in the dispensary section as well. But what it will only do is help you to go off. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, if you're looking for a blood cleanser, we do have those um, options um, available. Um, some parents even ask for five year olds, two years old as, as a washout, but then why? You know, at that young age, should you want to give your, your children um, a washout? Mm. Um, I don't know if they feel maybe they're going back to school, probably all the junk they've eaten over the summer, and they want just something to cleanse their system but i can tell you i mean it's not a necessity to just give children you know laxative to make to believe that they going off on the toilet is a body cleanse no okay could it be they ask i i'm just thinking could it be that they're thinking of a womb a, a womb medication that's also different yeah so because i'm do... wondering if when they ask for washout they're thinking of a womb medication and that 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 has to be um clarified yeah okay. especially when you're going on the behalf of someone else mm-hmm. or if you're probably just reading up on something or you're not clear so mm-hmm. that's why when people come in to ask um for those type of 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 aids we sometimes prompt them, is this what you're really looking for? And surprisingly, um, at least, what, 20% of the time, they say, well, you know, it's not, that's not what I want it for. And then you really have to guide them correctly as to what they, they really want. But a worm, a worm tablet, mm-hmm. um, all liquid should be given twice a year. So it's every six months. Okay. All right. So let's not confuse a dewormer yeah. with a laxative, with, with a washout. With a blood cleanser. Okay. Blood cleanser. Okay. So different different things. So yes. when you go to Jolly's pharmacy, Jacinta, who is a pharmacist, just explained, you know, the different yes. things that you may require. But for young children, you know, we're, we're not thinking that a laxative, you know, maybe no, especially be if, if what they, you're really asking for. No, especially if, if they have... Um, 
you know, their bowel movement is fine. It's normal, it's regular. It's normal, it's regulated. Okay. Even as us as, as adults, mm-hmm. you know, but a lot of it, um, well, constipation, I should say, has to do with our diet, diet, the diet yes. our activity level, mm-hmm. our and age as well. Because as we get older, you know, our digestive system is slowed down, slows a, down bit, a bit. And then med- some medications mm-hmm. may also um, cause that effect constipation. So that's also something to keep in mind. Okay. okay. So there are a lot of factors behind Okay. <laughs> All right, so we'll be shifting gears in just a minute. We'll take a short break. And when we come back, we will be discussing something else, which is affecting a lot of us. Have you been getting a lot of bites lately? Mm -hmm. We're going to be talking about that. So when we come back, we are shifting gears. Stay tuned. Introducing Jolly's Pharmacy, brand new website, www.jolly's.dm. It's your time to jump the line, shop now at jolly's.dm and have your items delivered in the comfort of your office. No more standing in line, no need to use your lunch hour to shop. Hassle free shopping, safe and secure. Jolly's.dm features rush delivery, one hour, in store pickup, regular delivery, 5 pm, cut off time, 4 pm. It's your time to jump the line, visit the line, Dm Jolly's Pharmacy leading the way in healthcare. In healthcare. In healthcare. Who say health cannot have vibes? Well, Jolly's Pharmacy is proving you otherwise. With health vibes, every Wednesday morning on Q95 from 10 a.m. to 11:30. Health vibes, education, information, and a bit of humor, and not forgetting lots of vibes. Hosted by Carlton Lango. With co-host Jacinta Fagan Defo and Trudy Christian, Jolly's Pharmacy is bringing health and vibes together every Wednesday. So be sure to tune in. Health vibes every Wednesday on Q95 from 10 a.m. to 11:30. Jolly's Pharmacy leading the way in healthcare. Introducing Jolly's Pharmacy, brand new website, www.jolly's.dm. It's your time to jump the line, shop now at jolly's.dm and have your items delivered in the comfort of your office. No more standing in line, no need to use your lunch hour to shop, hassle-free shopping, safe and secure. Jolly's.dm features rush delivery, one hour, in-store pickup, regular delivery, 5 p.m., cut-off time, 4 p.m. It's your time to jump the line, visit the sign, www.jolly's.dm. .dm Jolly's Pharmacy leading the way in healthcare in healthcare in healthcare I woke up this morning feeling real stink. I had temptations to call in sick, but I end up in Jolly's Pharmacy. Great and don't keep us free. Jolly's fix up my immune system. Got me feeling fit and strong. Now I'm ready to work on the gun animation. If you see me working, Jolly's Pharmacy is number one. Jolly's working. Whenever I'm in town and I'm feeling down, I head to Jolly's Pharmacy. They boost me up real quick. Jolly's Pharmacy, leading the way in healthcare.
Who say health cannot have vibes? Well, Jolly's Pharmacy is proving you otherwise. With Health Vibes, every Wednesday morning on Q95 from 10 a.m. to 11.30. Health Vibes, education, information, and a bit of humor. And not forgetting lots of vibes. Hosted by Carlton Lango with co-hosts Jacinta Fagan Defoe and Trudy Christian. Jolly's Pharmacy is bringing health and vibes together every Wednesday. So be sure to tune in. Pharmacy leading the way in healthcare. So we are back. We are back with you on Health Vibes, and I, I promised that we would be getting into a discussion that you know some people may really be concerned about, or, or, or you know have some concerns about. Jacinta, I don't know if it has been happening to you, but it definitely is happening to me in my area. I live in Castle Comfort, where there is an abundance of some sort of biting insect. Um, <laughs> As a song. Yes, <laughs> not biting insects, <laughs> but a biting, a biting insect. I don't know. I, I, and Every time you go outside, you know, you are attacked, seemingly attacked by, by this insect. I mean, getting bites, bites, bites everywhere. Some people say that if they go out in my area, they go out to, to cut their grass or to wash their car or, you know, just to do regular outdoor activities, they are met with an onslaught of bites from what a lot of people are saying is sunflies, 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 sunflies. And um, traditionally, I did not know sunflies to impact people when they're not at the beach. Right. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so I so I've been wondering, you know, what what is this? What is this about? I don't know if it in your area you've experienced this. Not so much. Um, the mosquitoes, yes. Mosquitoes. Okay. <laughs> but I really cannot say that I have experienced, you know. Uh, a large amount of sunflies. And what area? Chekol. Okay. Okay. Um, so no, not really. <laughs> but definitely, I've seen complaints coming from people in the east. Um, I have seen a lot of people in the east complain. I live, you know, Castle Comfort, relatively south southwest um, region. I know a lot of people in some of the the, the communities around Roseau complaining as well. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you know, it's something that's worth discussing. Uh, this morning we have joining us. Very very nice to have him join us. Clement Masler, who I know, you, you, you all may know as a politician right now, Senator Masler, but I know as a, a former senior environmental health officer and in, responsible for, for um, vector control. So, Mr. Masler, good morning to you. Good morning, Trudy. Good morning to the listeners of your program, and good morning to all Dominicans. Thank uh, you. Here and abroad. Uh, Trudy, it's always a good feeling to, have to hear your voice, <laughs> and knowing that we're talking about public health issues. Yeah. Right? Yes, yes. Yeah, a lot of people may not know that we go way back on, on those issues. Um, it's always good to, you know, have that discussion. 
Right. And, and, and I, I wanted to bring in your expertise and your opinion, you know, about, about the occurrences that we are experiencing now. Because I know you as, as I said, before knowing you as a, a politician, I know you as an environmental health officer back in the day. And vector control is was your thing. Well, and, my baby, yeah. Yes. And <laughs> when it came to vector control, nobody could test Mr. Masley. <laughs> and at the time, we were dealing a lot with mosquito control. Um, you know, but now I, I wanted to, to, to ask about these insects, <laughs> the biting insects that, that Dominicans are complaining about currently. Mr. Masala, what is your what is your what is your take? What could it be that is affecting us? Um, any any possibilities of what it could be? Uh, well, it, the possibilities are, are faster. Huh? Okay, to understand because any. Um, blood-sucking insects, or for a better word, the, the hemophagus um, insects would, once there, there's blood, whether it be uh, a human or any other animal, they will definitely come in to get a bite so that they can continue their life cycle. So they, they would want the blood to produce their eggs, and um, the blood plasma would be used, and um, therefore we have that constant um, issue between man and, and that particular vector or animal. Mm. So the, the insects, once they get that meal, they are able to then continue their life cycle and thus the need for constantly biting, biting us humans. Um, now that varies based on the location, based on the time of day, based on the color of your skin there are a lot of different variants even oh. the environmental factors would determine the intensity of the activity as well but interesting to note there are so many of those types of insects one has to firstly identify the the vector in that instance so it may be a case of a mosquito and then you would want to determine what type of species because the varying species of mosquitoes have different peak activity times. Some of them would bite more in the dusk. Some would have higher activities at dawn. Uh, likewise, you'd want to also identify their habitat. So you firstly, you'd have to identify the species, then the habitat, and then whether there are natural predators and what is happening in that particular environment, um, why the numbers would increase, and thus the complaints would increase as well. Mm, so okay. once you can identify those things, then you have to look at the life cycle and which area, which stage it is most uh, vulnerable, and you would have to plan um, counteractive measures to limit or to really uh, reduce the possibility of of the breeding. Like uh, as well, you need to also go further further again and differentiate which type. So it may be. A case of mosquitoes it may be a case of sunfly it may be a case of biting amygias and you need to verify that and the only way you could do that is having uh, investigations and uh, to determine the particular species of that that um, insect or arthropod in that in that in, in that instance mm -hmm. and then you are able to start planning how you're going to deal with it so to Somebody saying, well, I have uh, mosquitoes, is easy to say. What type of mosquito is the, dif is the difficult part of it? Because there are so many um, different species, and all of them have their own unique 
um, attributes that you, that you would have to know, uh, be aware of in order to, to properly or effectively manage it. Uh, so you may also, for example, the case where we're talking about site, considering whether it is sunflies, uh -huh. you would have to then determine, all right, which species is it, um, what is happening in the environment, why there's an abnormal uh, number of complaints. It could be modification in the environment if there was a particular, if there's a, um, there was an area where previously you had less um, surface water and for some reason there is now some stagnated water or there's more moisture in the area um, that would contribute to towards creating that environment for them to thrive or is it that um, you have minges, midges, sorry, that needs a lot more organic matter. What is happening? Is there a serious mm -hmm. case of um, environmental modification or changes in the environment that would make make it more conducive for them breeding? What human activities contribute to it? So it's a lot of things to consider, yeah. but it will start off with first identification of, of, of that particular species. Of what it is. Of what it is, yes. I, I, my quest, I had a question about well, sunfly seems to be a, a name for, uh, you know, a wide group <laughs> of, of, of insects. But my, my thing is, my question is, if we normally talk about sunflies as being those um, beach-dwelling um, organisms that, you know, attack you when you're on the beach mm -hmm. or you're in the sand at the beach, how, how would they migrate to areas with no sand? No sand? <laughs> Or, well, or they, why would that happen? If well, if if that is the the the, well, the organism, they, they can fly. They can fly. So uh, that is one of the issues you have to look at, as, as well as the um, predominant wind direction. Okay. So if, they, if they're flying against the wind, then their distance would be limited. The mm -hmm. distance or the flight distance would be limited. If they're flying with the wind, then they can go a little further. Um, as well we may and coming back to the discussion again we may know like anything that bites us we would relate it to a sunfly but it's mm -hmm. not sunfly is not the only one that that, bites. that can bite yeah so you okay so you're saying based on um wind direction or how mm -hmm. far they can spread once yeah. they land in an area that's conducive to um i guess breeding or there's uh, some factors there that allow them to settle in that area, then they would stay. That's what you're saying. No, they no. won't settle okay. in an area that is not really conducive to them. They would, they would rather move away from that. We know okay. they are predominantly found in wrong sandy areas because of the the particular environmental factors that help them to to breed there. Um, okay. If you look, for example, and that discussion can go even further. Taking case case in point, uh, six o'clock at Purple Turtle mm. in Portsmouth isn't as comfortable as six o'clock in it, Mirror it's, Beach. Boy, it's, because, it's rough. And, and, and there's one common factor <laughs> there is the sand. So you need to also determine well what is really happening around. And it's basically the availability of proper breeding spots for those part, for that particular vector. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes, go ahead, Jacinta. <laughs> um, I know with mosquitoes, um, they are more predominant at um, very early mornings and late at nights if you are outside. If you have dark clothing on as well, they are attracted um, to darker colors. Um, mm -hmm. is, is it the same thing for sunflies? 
Not really, no. Okay. No, mm -hmm. not really. Well, for the, for the mosquitoes and, and the most um, insects, during the daytime, the temperatures are too hot and it makes it difficult or well, difficult for them to survive so they would want a shady area um, okay likewise they need um the warmer the temperatures is better for them as mm. well eh? so with the, with the no concern of climate change and oh. global warming issues you would find the period the the life cycle would be shortened mm. so it would it would take you a condensed um period of time normally within seven to to 13 days they would be able to ideally um, complete the life cycle. What we have seen over time, that that period of the life cycle is um, getting increasingly, well, is decreasing. Um, so you'd have a shorter turnover and then causing even greater problems to for control, prevention and control of, of various diseases that are affiliated with those vectors. What happens is that with more warmth, you have more have heightened enzymic um, activity that would really hasten the developmental stages of, the, of those vectors, mm. and uh, you'd have them uh, um, occurring quicker and causing our much to our own um, inconvenience as well. Yeah, I, 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 Clement, as you're speaking, I'm wondering. Are we talking about environmental conditions that may, you know, be conducive and harbor? these these insects i am just wondering i don't know if any investigation has been done but is there any long-term impact of the um sagasum seaweed the, the 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 big influx we had of that brown seaweed is there any kind of environmental um outcome of having so much of that on our shores as it relates to to to, to sandflies or other insects or you know just just vectors in general well, we, I am not sure if any research has been done uh, from the Environmental Health Unit on that particular um, occurrence, but with any change in the environment, you may have a positive or sometimes a negative impact, uh, hopefully not a negative impact in, the, in our case, um, because of those changes in the environment as well. So yeah. that, that would be a very interesting um, area to to look at and but then they would have to validate the the overall public health significance of doing such of doing there. research if the particular um, organism that is affiliated with that um sagasum weed if any yeah we're speaking of um, yes if uh, a pop. if any um then you'd have to uh weigh against the the propensity of um contributing towards any spread of any um virus which is uh afropod afropod born virus and um, how its overall impact would would uh, con would contribute to either our overall efforts at controlling um, vectors on either. Okay, I, I uh, one one last thing at least. Well, one last thing from me. I don't know if Justin for something else, <laughs> but one last thing from me though. You know, I've seen a lot of calls for fogging. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the, the, these things are biting and, you know, it's uncomfortable. Why isn't uh, environmental health fogging? Because people are accustomed to yeah. fogging being for used mosquitoes. for mosquitoes. Mm -hmm. um, so <laughs> I have seen quite a few people, you know, mention why isn't any kind of control Fog measure, done. yes, being yeah. done for these so-called sandflies that yeah. we're not sure what they are really, but why isn't that being done? I, I wanted your, your your opinion on, you know, the the, the <laughs> likelihood of that being effective if you don't know what it is 
Yeah, um, if you don't know, if mm-hmm. you don't know what it is, that is that is really one of the, the challenges. What are you going to control if you don't know what it is? Right. Um, likewise, fogging fogging has its role to play in any um, control activity from the, the ministry standpoint. Um, fogging has its role. However, fogging in isolation can't really solve the issues. Okay. Um, you would have to take in a, a multiple dimensional approach where you want to, to as, as it's done in the integrated vector management programs, where you want to have biological control, mm. you want to have physical control, environmental control, and then you are finally chemical control. Now, in certain, in some instances, you would have to deploy more than one uh, form of control to successfully um, reduce the numbers of a particular vector. Uh, for example, in mosquitoes, if you go ahead uh, doing fogging, which is the control of the adults, uh, you would have another issue because one has to consider whether the adult comes first or the egg comes first. Mm-hmm. And um, once you have knocked off the adults, you need to now be concerned about the eggs which are going to hatch within a shorter period of time. And then you have the cycle of the larvae, the pupae, and then more adults again. Mm-hmm. So you would have to do, as I said, a combination. You would want to do um, biological control where you may use larvivorous fishes. Uh, that these are the fishes that feed on the on the waterborne stages of the, especially the larval stages of the mosquitoes. You want to also do a physical control. For example, those of us who have the 40-gallon 40, 40 drums, you would want to scrub the drums properly because what happens is that the adult, uh, especially the the Aedes aegypti mosquito, would lay the eggs around the brim where it expects the water to the come. Water to come. Mm-hmm. So it would lay, lay eggs around there and the eggs could remain potent in ideal conditions for you. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. may have that drum that you turn over and it's dry and all are nice and you think it's safe. No. There may be eggs in there and as soon as it gets water, it would hatch. So it would not that period, the hatching period would be escalated um, in those conditions. Okay. So you want to do that that kind of environment of physical control by destroying the eggs, ensuring that you scrub your drum thoroughly. Likewise, you want to do environmental management. If, for example, you're dealing with a different um, vector, especially sunflies, if you have large areas of water um, that you would want to run off, you may open up those canals, you would want to um, pour dirt and level of the area to ensure that you don't have groundwater water storing on the surface. You would want to also do um, the chemical control where you may put um, different chem- um, insecticides to deal with the other waterborne stages and also the adult stages where fogging comes in. And fogging itself is another very difficult area of control. You have to look at the existing temperatures um, in the area, the wind direction. So fogging on a hot day would not be the best approach because we all know that the hot air would rise, the fog would go above the level at which the, the vectors fly and would, be not, uh, would not be as effective as on a colder morning where this, the fog can sit low and, and really have a greater um, impact on the mosquito species as well. Likewise, you have to consider your machines if, you, if they are properly calibrated, what, what um, droplet size is, is getting in contact with the particular vector. Some vectors mm-hmm. 
um, based on their own morphology, there's a different particular um, micron size that would have a greater impact on the organ operations, for the organ operations itself. So those things are, we don't want to go really into yeah, technical nature. But a lot of things to consider. A lot of things to consider. Yeah. That makes the field of work very interesting. Yeah. And that's why it's one of my passions is dealing with those, those subject matter. Okay. Right, I mean but truly, likewise, likewise too, though, I think if we have to um, allay some of the the concerns of, of our citizens, because anyone having an itch or a bite is not really the best thing, and I'm sure that um, there, there are certain um, products that could be used to really limit the itch, because the itch is really caused by an, an allergic reaction mm -hmm. to the speed of the, of the particular vector. So the vectors, because they want to draw the blood, they don't want your blood to naturally coagulate. So they put in uh, uh, an enzyme that really limits the blood from coagulating so they can suck up the blood, mm. right? And that itch that you feel is actually an allergic reaction to, towards, the, towards mm -hmm. that enzyme. And there's calamine lotion that can be used to really um, ease up the itch and the, the, the sting from those vectors. Uh, we know these days uh, everybody um, really adores their skin. Uh, yes. The more you itch, <laughs> the, the chances of having a scar and really having those bumps and marks on yeah, your skin. You, you don't want boobery uh, skin. You, you, <laughs> <laughs> especially young ladies yeah. now. They, they, of they, course. They like to have a lot out, so they don't want of those course, Of course, of course. You know you don't want boobery <laughs> legs. Their legs and everything. So, Yes, instead of itching, yeah, I recommend that you get the, those face lotions yeah. and to really um, lessen the, impact, the overall impact. At the end of the day, we, we need to find solutions to those, to those problems or, or concerns. Definitely. The pharmacist in the house, Mr. Mr. Langdo, has joined us. And I know, they, you know they'll, they'll, they'll talk about what you know, they've been having to, to, to give to clients who, I guess, are, are suffering from the... the bites the incessant yeah. bites so the the pharmacy i'm sure has been you know seeing the the impact yeah, I'm of sure that he's, he, i'm sure he's, he's looking to push down the eucalyptus oils and the, <laughs> the oil repellents that john is normally uh, have, yes. have there, so. but, um, good day mr mr Carton. yes mr lamasle <laughs> my good friend I, I i hope you had a good time in barbados you know <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I wanted to listen to that um, presentation you were making, but I didn't. I didn't know what date was going to be. Okay. Yeah, yeah. but good to see you. Good to, to hear from you as well. I yeah. think we've we sourced somebody who is not just passionate but very knowledgeable on the subject matter. And, yeah, it's um, always a pleasure. And I do hope that many of our listeners would have listened to you as the experts and uh, would definitely um, broaden their perception or their lack of their of knowledge as it relates to this perceived sunflower yes. issue yeah, that yeah. we seem to be having yes yes so yes. thank you very much for being with us the pleasure is always mine and yes. i just want to wish you all and all dominicans a blessed day and stay safe thank and you at any time any time feel free to contact me or call me um if i can serve in any capacity Thank of you so much. Truly Thank appreciate you. it. Thank All you. Right. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. All right. So, um, 
Jacinta and Trudy, I <laughs> I'm coming there bobbing speed, you know, <laughs> as they would say. I'm coming bobbing speed into Rosso when I reach my DBM saying So I'm thinking there's a motorbike at the back of me. So I'm looking for my rear view mirror. I'm not seeing the motorbike. I said, but then somebody started to haunt me. Oh. So I just pulled over when I watch it. <laughs> Big flat tire. Where papa. So I had to thank God it was just around there and I remember my friend Johnson you know, across by the the the, the cruise ship buff area, the how do you call it? The, the ferry to yes, the ferry yeah. So I just oh, okay. had PAT as we'll see, you know, to <laughs> mm. go back there and uh, got the matter solved. Nice. So I had to buy okay. a new tire. Wow. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Vehicles have a wake out, and I don't know if yours they does, but mine. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, so I suspect as is month in there, your vehicle figure. <laughs> Time for a new one, tire. One, one change. <laughs> you, I don't see that one coming. Yeah, you know, yes, yes. It's life. And, you know, at least I'm not in an accident. And yeah, exactly. exactly. So uh, that, that too is okay. Yes. yes. All right. So um, I know this was the second segment. Yes, uh, yes. Okay. We've, we've discussed hand, foot, and mouth disease, mm-hmm. and, and, and now the the sunfly issue mm-hmm. um i i know too carlton you mentioned that the pharmacy for this the, the biting yes, issue you've seen yes, a lot of people right. yes, coming in yes yes we, we generally recommend antihistamines mm-hmm. because as we know when insects do bite us they release histamine in our body and um and that is actually what causes the reaction mm-hmm. or the allergen and so we would normally recommend antihistamines, whether it's spiriton tablets, Benadryl, um, you could use Cetorazine or Zyrtec, Allegra, or um, even um, um, Ranitin, oh, right, right. <laughs> so um, all of those are, um, what's the other name for it again? Zyrtec? Not Zyrtec. Um, Claritin. Loratin, the generic name, Claritin, right. Mm-hmm. The brand name, yeah. So all of those are available, and believe it or not, you can actually get them without a prescription yes. now. Mm-hmm. And so they are available, as um, the, the environmental health officer was saying too, um, calamine lotion can mm-hmm. be used as well. Um, in one of the research that I did too, they were saying that what you can actually use that almost like to prevent, like it's very difficult for the whatever it is, whether it's a sunflower or, or an order, in, uh, you know, insect to, to, to bite you, is baby oil. Hey. Oh, yeah, they were saying that you can coat the baby skin. Oh, yes, coat oh, the skin it maybe forms oil. like a, a, a layer. A layer, yes. That's it. Ah. And so it's difficult for them for to, them to bite because okay. the smell that's a of good the baby tip. oil and the taste very. of the baby oil, they don't. They cannot. Ah. Very good. Yes. So that's that was one of the research that I, I picked. That's out a good tip because yes. a lot of people have been asking. You know, how do I prevent myself from getting mm-hmm. those bites? You know, mm-hmm. so that's a. But skin repellents are also an option. Yes, but some people don't like the smell of those. Yes. Yes. yes, a lot of people, like I, I, I recall after COVID when, you know, we had no electricity and mm-hmm. no fans, no whatever, you had to be spraying yourself with off and yes. with shoe yes. or whatever the brands are. And the smell, a lot of I people know. were just yes. not, you know. So the baby oil might be a nice tip for yes. people who don't like the, the scent. The right. yeah. And if you do know, if you, if you suffer with... Um, um, it's my brain this morning maybe <laughs> because i'm so late yeah um, you take carrier yeah mm-hmm. that's what i was trying to get yeah. or you suffer with contact dermatitis or you suffer with eczema or psoriasis then that puts you at a higher risk mm-hmm. and so it, it it puts you more to secondary infections of the skin 
to um, more scarring of the skin and so that's where the antihistamine is important mm -hmm. so use mm -hmm. an oral antihistamine agent uh, you take that every day if it's once a day so what am i once a day usage mm -hmm. some of them talk two three times a day you know depend on the job um you can get that so you can use that sometimes we use a mild corticosteroid like hydrocortisone mm -hmm. as well um that we can also be used as well. and yes mm -hmm. and if you do find that the skin is broken then an, an, an antibacterial agent like neomycin or triple antibiotic mm -hmm. can also be used so you can even we can even compound that for you uh, with a mild steroid so then therefore you actually get um, dural um, benefits in terms of protecting your skin mm -hmm. but okay. again if you suffer with you, um, eczema psoriasis um, urticaria contact dermatitis if you do suffer with these conditions, then that puts you at greater risk mm -hmm. with this situation that's going on. Okay. So what are we going to do? To take a break? Yes. <laughs> yes. And come yes. back with that third segment. Mm. Yes. Well, Jolly's Pharmacy is proving you otherwise. With Health Vibes. Health Vibes. Every Wednesday morning on Q95 from 10 a.m. to 11.30. Health Vibes. Health Vibes. Education, information, and a bit of humor. And not forgetting, lots of, lots vibes. of vibes. Hosted by Carlton Lando with co-hosts Jacinta Fagan Defoe and Trudy Christian. Jolly's Pharmacy is bringing health and vibes together every Wednesday. So be sure to tune in. Pharmacy leading the way in healthcare. So we, we, we are back, we are back, Hell Vibes. We, we promised a packed show. We've discussed certain things, but we have a, a, third, a third topic to discuss in our last segment. And, and Mr. Mr. Carlton Langlo is the one to introduce this, this topic. I notice he's smiling already. And, you know, once Carlton is smiling, you know you have to be ready for that, for that segment. <laughs> so what do you have up your sleeve, um, Carlton? Well, you know, recently <laughs> I, was, I was looking at a program and there was this question that was posed by... Um, you know, the doctor's program that, mm -hmm. that is aired on, on national television in the U.S. And this topic was, they, they were discussing, um, what do you expect to see um, of your genitalia, whether you ha own a penis or you own a vagina, um, <laughs> depending on your gender or you're not sure what you own? Um, what do you expect to see as you get older? 
And I was like, you know, we never really think of that. We expect to see gray hair, maybe a bags on our eyes, wrinkles on our skin. Um, so of us will put on some weight on the waist, like me. You know? So of us, <laughs> you know, we look a little stumpy. We look at our pictures 15 years ago and we're like, wow, look at how my face was so thin. And then you look at your face now and you look like a full moon. Um, so we, we, we expect changes, but have you thought of that? What changes you may experience or observe on your penis, your testicles, your vagina as you get older, yeah. particularly if you are approaching your 50s? Yeah, I haven't thought about the penis and the <laughs> testicles, but I've thought about the vagina because it's an important women's health issue. <laughs> yes. I've thought about it for sure, and, and I, I know what's happening. Something you mentioned, Carlton, that I just want to touch on, though. You said, you know, we'll f we'll expect the gray hair and whatever, but we're not thinking about the, the, the genitalia. The pubic hair has turned gray, too. <laughs> yeah, so, so whilst we're in that area, whilst we're in that area, you know, that's something I, I noticed. Somebody made a, a, a comment on Facebook, and I was dying. And person said, you know, nobody warned me that <laughs> nobody warned me that you know the gray hairs would start appearing yeah. in down the air. there. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but they do. So, so all these things, you know, are things that you know as you age, you you expect those those changes. But for women, there are some very critical changes mm -hmm. um, that happen, particularly after menopause. Um, you know the vagina, which is really the 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 the, the hole, the passageway yes. to the to the womb. Um, that starts to get very thin. The walls get very thin. Um, you know, we we all well, not we all, but there's a lot of talk about that song. You know, the gripping song. When we speak about the vagina, speaking about it, you know, properly, there are things that change with age and the the the. the the skin becoming very or the lining becoming very thin, thin yeah, um you know there up. being a lack of 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 lubrication. lubrication those are some very critical things that women need to think about and people go through menopause at different ages mm -hmm. some women start to go through menopause in their, in their 40s, 40s mm -hmm. you know so we might not even be thinking of what you traditionally consider old you it's know true. yeah so those changes can be happening to the female genitalia from 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 your 40s you know um and of course it is something to be aware of we call it there's a term called atrophy which means when mm -hmm. muscle kind of breaks you down and yes you muscle. lose the muscle yes. tone it kind of happens for instance think of somebody who has broken their leg and is the leg is in a cast for a long time how you know if it's when the cast is removed that 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 leg might be a bit smaller the muscle has kind of worn away yes. yes it has it has reduced that's called atrophy yes. the same thing happens to the vagina which is a muscular a muscular tube so you know as women there are things that can be done to kind of improve on some of those symptoms of i want to say symptoms of 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 genitalia aging um women can use lubricants women can you know just be aware and sexual activity is actually beneficial mm -hmm. for that muscle to stay mm -hmm. Intact, mm -hmm. you know, there is this little famous saying if you don't use it, you will lose it. it. <laughs> and that is actually true, it is yes. actually true when we talk about the muscle um, tone of that area. Um, even so, you know, as women approach that menopausal stage, you mm -hmm. know, our 
hormonal balance mm. um, changes as well. So because the level of, of estrogen um, de- decreases as we get older, that would also influence our pH balance in mm. that area, vaginal area, the amount of lubrication um, um, in that area. And so sexual activity may be different. Your sex drive yes, on yes. a whole may be different. Um, remember, as we are younger, you know, it's... it's um, the the vaginal discharge you know it may be different mm-hmm. and so sexual intercourse may be pretty more painful not as pleasurable but as you mentioned there are lubricants um, available as well and you know pro- um, to think of of it uh, maybe um foreplay may um be even more important mm-hmm. you know as you get mm-hmm. older mm-hmm. too so that um your your sexual arousal arousal um is increased you know in encouraging um that lubrication for, but for um i know mm-hmm. that that certain doctors um do certain um procedures mm-hmm. to help to tighten um the area down there especially women who have um, given birth, mm-hmm. you know, and um, one thing before um, Kathy speaks about the, the male mm-hmm. <laughs> um, organs is that um, due to the change in pH balance, we as women are more susceptible to certain infections. Mm-hmm. So um, yeast infections, the risk of, of acquiring yeast infections or even um, bacterial vaginosis, you know, will also increase as well. So it's, it's both sexual um, health and um, physical yes. aspect of it. So yes, oh, definitely. Um, well, we know men, to most men, I think their penis, it would seem is the most important organ for them. Very important. Um, you know, I think no matter how old a man gets, he still, you know, values the function of his penis. Mm. And we talk about a, a real man. Um, but as you did mention, as we age, there are changes that can occur as well with the penis. Mm-hmm. Um, just like every other organ, um, we may experience changes. We will see changes there as well. Some of us, when we were in our 20s, our bellies were very, very flat, and we could see <laughs> that rod very fast and easy. Some of us, now that we are in our 50s, we have to almost press on, you know, the belly, push it inside, or take our <laughs> hands and, you know, fold it over to see if the rod is still there. So these are changes that can occur. Um, but from a medical standpoint, there are quite a number of changes that you may notice, particularly if you have passed the age of 50 into your 60s, you may recognize that your sperm count is a bit lesser. Um, the texture of it may change. You might find it's a little more watery than it used to be. So when you were maybe in your 40s, 30s, you find it was quite thicker. Now that you're getting older, you're recognizing that it's not as thick as it used to be, um, a bit more watery. And at the same time, too, um, the quantity may also be changed. So you may not see the large volume that you normally used to to ejaculate. Oh, All right? semen. That's an important yes, um, yes. thing. Yes, yes. So Carlton. there are changes. Okay. Um, you may also see swing, shrinkage. In shrinkage. The, yes. The penis could also shrink. 
so you could find that um, maybe even your used to be an eight an eight and a half a nine and then all of a sudden you find that you're getting older you're seeing you know that you're seeing a change in the size that could also be a factor but also factorizing your body mass could also be one of the variables that is making your penis looks smaller so if you put on more weights especially around the waist area the thigh gets bigger when you do look, because the penis generally stops growing about 22, at about 22 at years 20. old, yeah, the penis stops growing. So most of you may, in, particularly in length, you might get a little more width, but the length, it would stop growing around that time. So if you observe that, um, maybe look at your body size mm -hmm. as well. Your testicles could also get smaller. Um, in some cases, we know of men having larger or more sagged testicles. Um, so because you may more likely to have erectile dysfunction where the penis has difficulty maintaining an erection, you could find that the testicles are not um, constricting like they would normally do. Because when a man gets an erection, his testicles constricts. And then when he has ejaculated, it dilates, so you find it gets back down. So mm -hmm. it sags again, all right? And that's a good way, because if you're having sex and your testicles are not constricted, mm -hmm. then you are more likely to have testicular injury yeah. and pain and so forth. So God made us so unique yeah. that, mm -hmm. that, that, that it's a way of protecting the sacs, yeah. mm -hmm. all right? So you may find that the testicles getting a bit smaller. Um, as I did mention, your erection may change. Um, you may find that the firmness that you once had, it's not um, what it used to be. And that basically means that the arteries are beginning to get narrowed mm -hmm. um, with levels of fat or what we call cholesterol. And so as the arteries um, get a little more narrowed with, um, with fat, then you are more likely to have a, a bit of more obstruction of blood flow into the, the penile muscle and therefore you could see a decline in the quality of your erection. your erection. Um, you may also find that um, your sex drive could fluctuate. So sometimes you could have a sex drive that is really, really high and sometimes you could have a sex drive that is um, not so high. And that is why I've always said to, to partners, women in particular, and it, it goes to both, both gender, um, if, if you are being intimate, if you're male in particular, your, your husband, your boyfriend, and they're of certain ages, um, you need to actually engage them a little more. Not just focus on um, the, the penis, um, but focus on other parts of the body mm -hmm. that may be, or that may have stimulated, stimulating properties, like the chest or the nipples, um, the ears, you know, their areas, the mouth, there are areas that can also cause um, stimulation. Mm. Um, the testosterone levels, which is the main male, male hormone, hormone, that will also decline as right. well. And so that will cause physiological changes like the shrinkage of the testicles and even the penis, um, the flaccid nature. So you'd find that when you're younger, the shaft of the penis, particularly if you're not circumcised, the, the, the foreskin is a bit tighter, it's a bit more rigid. Um, as you get older, you could find that it's more, um, you have a bit more uh, elasticity, it's a bit more flaccid, 
Mm -hmm. um, it's not as rich in looking like mm -hmm. it used to. Um, so you could experience that. Um, loss of sensitivity. So you could find that uh, it takes much more um, for you to get aroused with stimulation of the genitalia, the penis, than when you were younger. Mm -hmm. Sometimes just a thought or a sight would just get you um, up, and now you find that it's not as as um, it used as to be. Quick. Then you could also find that the frequency of uh, of sex is much less. So when you're in your 20s, you can make two wrongs in a night, three wrongs in a night. Um, as you get older, you'd realize that that becomes lesser. Um, unless you are a male man that is consistently working out. So men mm -hmm. who consistently, continuously work out, whether they're in their 50s or so, they have a bit more, um, their testosterone level still is, mm -hmm. remains high. Mm -hmm. um, they have a bit more, the oxygen level is very high and the oxygenated blood level, the hemoglobin oh, wow. level is help. much higher too. Mm -hmm. So then they are more likely to have that, that um, a higher sex drive yeah. than the ordinary man who may just not be involved in any type of sport. So, so being active for us as Helps. men yeah. is very important. Mm -hmm. Running, jogging, playing some basketball, some cricket, yeah. swimming, getting yourself active at least three times a week. Mm -hmm. That will help as well with maintaining your agility, maintaining your, your sexual prowess. Um, as a man. And it's it's so interesting though, Carlton. I mean, I, I as you spoke about um, loss of, well, not loss, but diminishing sex drive mm -hmm. maybe or, or diminishing sexual um, ability as you get older. But it's interesting between the sexes, there's a difference of time in when these things are occurring. So in men, the, the testosterone levels, I read, actually start to drop at 35, which yeah. is, you know, which is it's not, it's not old. <laughs> and, uh, you know, still pretty young. Yeah. But and then, you know, progressively those levels will drop and then some of the things you explained might occur. Mm -hmm. And then for women, quite on the, the opposite mm -hmm. spectrum, mm -hmm. in the in the 30s and in the 40s, the sex drive increases. Mm -hmm. And then it will diminish after men, you know, for after menopause, maybe for some women. But there is a a, a, a gap because in the 20s, when the men are maybe the most at, peak, at their peak, yes. the women are not there yet. Yes. The women are actually not there yet. So if you are a young woman, you're in your 20s and you think you're, at, you're not there yet, <laughs> your peak is happening in the 30s and 40s. 40s. Yes. yes. But for men now in their 20s, mm -hmm. That is so, when, and, <laughs> you and know. I'm, I'm glad that you raised that point. I know that we're kind of running out of time, but because it only speaks on the importance for men to take better care of themselves. Yes. A lot of our men, um, while we've seen quite a number of young men already um, having issues with erectile dysfunction, yes. and they are below 40. Mm -hmm. And then when you get into their evaluation of their... Their, their, their lifestyle, they smoke a lot, and they drink, drink in, a lot, drink in, they don't uh -huh. rest, they don't eat properly, they don't exercise, and, and, and some of them have put on too much weight, mm -hmm. you understand? So all of these things will affect your, your sexual um, history, your sexual health. And so now that you've mentioned that, for the young men who consistently drink and smoke in their 20s and 30s, they will begin to experience problems. Mm -hmm. You know, time they get into their 40s, they will not be able to service the women. 
who would be at, <laughs> at the peak, peak at that time. At that peak. <laughs> and then you, you will lose, you will get, you know, problems in your relationship. Yes. So yes, these are yes. things that we have to be cognizant of. We have to be aware of. And um, we need to take better care for ourselves. And I think even for me, that's, you know, close to 50. Um, that's why I keep on running. Because it's, mm-hmm. it's important um, to, to get into a physical activity. That you enjoy to, and st- that you can enjoy stick, stick with. And you can stick yes. with. Mm-hmm. You know, that your general health and wellness can be preserved, can be um, upheld as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Carlton, I think it's very important you spoke, you know, directly to men. Because yes. a lot of the things you said, maybe people True. are not, you know, focused on that or aware of that. And you could have maybe just improved somebody's outlook of or on their sex life in my general. Pro, my producer looked at me and oh, you know, <laughs> I suspect he might go to the washroom and look you know, to see what's happening there. But um, yes, and, 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 and the, the look that he gave is the look that is um, peculiar to almost all men. Um, the size and we we grew up in a culture where um, especially in the black culture um, hmm. the size of the penis is is always equated to your manhood or yeah, your masculinity, masculinity yeah and and that type of thing so hearing that as you age your penis may lose size um, I think now more men will be wondering <laughs> well you know what can I do and yes, they want to yes. come and ask for what can I do to increase but just take better care of yourself yes. just just begin one step at a time take better care of yourself before you run to Jolie's for uh, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean you can go to Jolie's you know but yes. <laughs> take care of your health take care, take care of yourself yes. so nice. we are mm-hmm. out of time it is 11.37 we're happy to, we've been, we were very happy to be here with you, even if I came in the last uh, 25 minutes, <laughs> but we were happy to be here with you. I'm sure mm-hmm. that you enjoyed the quality of the show, the content of the show. And as always, your health is indeed your greatest resource. Take care of yourself until next Wednesday, where we'll be with you for yet another episode of Health Vibes. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Take care, Goodbye. Bye. Who say health cannot have vibes?